Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. philosophy, if you will, that is pretty much taught to most everybody when they begin to work in life. Uh, And really, I would say that this probably goes with just any kind of achievement that a person's going after. And one of the things is that we generally start uh, at at a low level. We start at the bottom, which is normally wherever we think we are at the time. Uh, and we work really hard in order to be able to rise to a higher position in life. In Think and Grow Rich, uh, Napoleon Hill said that it was one of the worst concepts for achievement possible, starting at the bottom. And the reason that he said this, and it was interesting when I first read this, I thought it didn't make any sense to me. I just wasn't understanding what the hell he was saying. He said, when you start at the bottom, you never get, you never raise high enough for success to see you. Now, what that means is that everybody needs to realize a very important fact. Whatever a level of success that you want to achieve for yourself, you're going to need other people to help you. And you're going to need other successful people to help you. Successful people in whatever endeavor they're doing, right? Those people are people of value. When we're starting at the bottom, we are not demonstrating much value. So people of value are looking for other people of value to not only help, but to be helped by those individuals. They're not looking for people that cannot yet demonstrate their value in life or have not built up their value in life. It's not a judgment against anybody personally. It's saying the marketplace is demonstrated by the person that can bring value. If you want to be wealthy, you have to provide more value than most people do, you know, and you have, and, and the more, the more successful you want to be, the more you have to understand that, uh, that idea. So the, so the, so here's the problem though. The problem is that when we start out on the bottom we don't know, number one, that we need to see be seen of people of value. A lot of times uh, people have judgment around that, so that creates an issue. And we're so steeped in the idea that we have to work hard, it's almost impossible for us to let go of it at that stage of the game. When I was, uh, when I was living in low-income housing, when I was on food stamps, um, when we had to, in order to be able to to survive, everything had to be bought at a discount store. Everything, we had to find a discount for everything. It was constantly cutting out coupons, shopping at Aldi, um, you know, anywhere, anywhere where we could get something cheaper. It was the only way to make it. And it's still, we weren't making it. I thought at the time, the problem was not enough money. That's what I thought. I believed that with all my heart. So I, I, I went into this very unique, uh, had this very unique experience that I'm extraordinarily grateful for. Even though things were getting better, 
in life, by the time I started my coaching with my mentor, I was still coming from the position of pushing my achievement, working as hard as I could every day. And I still thought money was the problem. Money was a huge barrier to being able to do anything else. So I kept seeing money as the problem. But up until this point, nobody ever told me that money wasn't the problem until I started to work with my mentor. And he said to me, what do you want? Now, when you come from this place, what do you want versus what do I need? Okay, because need and want are very different. If I if I go to talk to most people about their life, they don't tell me what they want. They tell me what they need. Need is survival based. Need is survival based. Here's what I need to survive every single month. Here's what I need to do at work every single month. However, if I ask a person what they want, what do you really want? I change the entire game psychologically, emotionally for that person if they buy in. And that's what my mentor said to me. He said, what do you want? And my response was like quick as a shot. I'm like, I want to be a millionaire. He's like, okay, I can help you do that. The first thing he tells me to do is going to cost me more money. He wants me to fly first class. He wants me to ride in limos. He wants me to go to every event that he's doing. I'm working a job. I, I didn't have a, a, an ability to increase my income because I, was, I had my own business or anything at the time. And immediately, I get angry. Now, I want you to think about this for a second, right? If somebody tells you you're going to need to do something that's going to cost you significantly more money in order to get what it is that you want, and you're thinking to yourself, you have no idea how to do that, most likely you're going to get defensive about it. I got really, really angry, and I was thinking in my head, I can't do this. There's no way. I can't come up with that with, with that money. And he sensed that I was like, my energy was really shifting. And he said, you know, if you want to be a millionaire, you have to learn to think like one. You have to treat yourself like one. So my mind is still coming from the idea of pushing. I need to push. I need to work hard. I need to achieve. Not because I want something, because I need to have my needs met. I need to consistently have my needs met. And that's all across the board. That's, that's your needs at work. You need to perform well. You need to stay in good graces with the boss or the employer, what, you know, all the way down to your, your, you know, the money for your house and groceries and, you know, all that stuff. And when he said to me, something's going to cost me way more than I already had, my mind just shut down around it because I thought the problem was money. And he said to me, David, the problem not only isn't money, it's never been money. Now, I did not understand that. Like, I deeply did not understand understand that. Like, how could the problem not be money? If I need more money to be able to do these things and I don't have the money, how is that not the problem? 
But think about how many people think this way. They're convinced that money is the problem. Absolutely convinced. The, one of the differences when you see somebody skyrocket in success, when they become really successful, versus people that struggle their whole career, there's a basic understanding that's different. The real successful person understands that the problem that they're having at any level of their business is not the problem. The person that's stuck constantly thinks the problem that they have is the problem. And they can't escape it. They can't escape it. And it's different than even what Einstein said. If you, if you remember Einstein's uh, statement around this, he's like, you can't ever get out of a problem with the same thinking that created the problem. It's different than that. It's a step lower, actually, right? It's not even understanding that there's something else other than the problem. It's all problem. That's it. I'm the totality of the problem. I often say everybody on the planet has the exact same amount of money. It's just that most people are ignorant to that truth. So they live as if they don't have it. This, this world that we live in is a vast storehouse of riches and opportunity and resources. And those that live without it are generally ignorant to the idea that it's there for them. And that's not a judgment, that's just fact. So when I hear it's going to cost me this much more money, I'm thinking to myself, this guy is crazy. And I was like, don't you think you should teach me how to earn money first? He's like, nope. You need to learn to treat yourself and be like a millionaire first. Made no sense. But what he did was he was creating a psychological difference in my mind. If I had, if I was thinking to myself, I have to push, I have to achieve, I have to work hard to be able to do all of these things. Number one, I would start wherever I was, which would never let me get there. I would spend all my time trying to overcome impossible problems because my thought process was skewed. I think that the, the lack of whatever I don't have is the problem, and it's not the problem. So he pulls my mind into a different direction. He's getting me emotionally involved in the person that I want to become. But by doing that and setting the bar so high from where I was, I have one of two options. Either I can quit or I have to ask myself a different question because the things that I'm doing at the bottom will never allow me to immediately be able to pay for any of this. So I have to come up with a different solution that's way outside of what I think I can do. That pulls me to a higher level instantaneously. The, one of the biggest problems with people's success is they're constantly looking at, well, okay, I have to solve this problem, and then I have to solve this problem, and then 10 more come in, and I got to solve those problems. And that's not what we have to do. 
many, many problems, as we pointed out with U squared, you can create a quantum leap. But in order to create a quantum leap, you have to move higher in your thinking. If you're constantly coming, if you say to yourself, I don't think I can do that. I'm not ready to do that. Then you just stay at the exact same level because you're spending all of your time arguing, fighting, pushing against the problems that you're experiencing where you are. And nothing changes. So he raises this bar for me. And of course I get angry. But you think about this. If you were if you were to present that kind of a scenario basically to anybody, you know, the average person walking around, they would have the same reaction. They'd be like, you're out of your damn mind. So much so that they would probably say you're trying to scam me or that person's trying to scam you or, you know, like it makes no logical sense whatsoever based on the ideas and the principles of success that we know. But the principles that most people practice are not principles of success. They're actually principles of survival. Success principles are very different. Very different. And while they will contain hard work and diligence and discipline and all of those things, the question is, where are you going to take not just that energy, but those skill sets and apply them? Are you going to apply them to a problem that virtually has no solution if you stay at the same stage you are? Or are you going to apply them at something that actually causes you to quantum leap and be pulled up to success. The other thing about being pulled is that you're energetically in it. You're excited. It has a bit of a thrill factor to it. Yeah, there's some risk, but there's there's risk at any level, so it re that really doesn't matter. There's some fear, but there's fear at any level, so that doesn't matter either. The big difference is that the win, the payoff, is much, much different. And I'm not talking about just financially. I'm talking about your growth payoff your growth payoff. If you want to create something really big, you have to become big. You have to become big in your heart. You have to become big in your mind. You've got to think beyond what common sense would allow. Pritchett said, open your heart. He said, everybody's poised for a quantum leap. And he was telling us in that book, here are the things that we have to do. Break the rules. What are some of the rules? Don't start at the bottom right? The thing is, is that when we hear that, so when you hear break the rules, you have your own version of what that means to you. You have to really think what rules keep me stuck. Well, if most people never think, because I'll tell you what, it doesn't cross most people's minds, that they can start in a much higher level. Here's another reason they don't think they can, self-worth self issues. Self-worth issues. I cannot tell you how many people I have come across that are sitting on a multi-million dollar business and they're struggling with $100,000, $200,000 a year. And the only reason they're doing it is because they, they want to stay steeped in the problem that they think is the problem. And it's one small fix and they could be making 10 times what they're making. And for a lot of people, that's raising their prices or talking to someone different. Or, or, or basically asking for a sale at a higher amount. 
but they can't get themselves to do it. Self-worth issues, they really do not understand. One of the biggest mistakes they make is they, they project their emotional worth into their product service and their client. They don't see themselves being worth that much. So they don't, they're constantly doubting whether or not their product or service has any worth whatsoever. They just, they can't tell because they're using their own emotional problem into this other problem and they completely stay stuck. So the idea is this, if we want to be pulled to a higher level, we have to start thinking to ourselves outside of the major problem. You think about the problems that you have right now, especially if, you've ha- if you have some that you've been struggling with for a while. To stay in that scenario is not going to change it, but here's the thing you have to really understand. It's not the problem. Whatever you think the problem is, it's not the problem. What you're experiencing is a symptom of the real problem. When a person doesn't have a lot of money, it's a symptom of the problem. It's not the problem. Money's not the problem. Money's not the problem. So when I say I am going to commit to do something that say takes 10 times more money, right? So think about it. I'm at the time I was buying coach flights for like 100, 200 bucks. First class flight was like 1200. When I went to my first seminar, that seminar cost me the equivalent of what I would make in a month. See, those things don't seem to make sense. How do you, how can you, you've got a wife, you've got a couple of kids, you have a mortgage, you know, you've got all these responsibilities and you and you don't have much money in the bank and you're going to take a month's salary and spend it on one seminar. But see, when you do that, you're changing that dynamic drastically. Drastically. You're putting yourself in a different environment. Your mind expands and you can do this for yourself. What are the things that you can do where you will create something that you, there's no way you can get there by crawling out. Like it changes everything. Of course you have to have the willingness to do it. Like I said, when he, when he dropped this in my lap, I had two options, either quit or find a way to actually make this happen. Now, my initial way of making this happen I wouldn't change it in the world because it was the idea that I came up with. It allowed me to do it. I took a second mortgage out of my house because I thought money was the problem. So my solution was based in that idea. I didn't think like a millionaire to go out and make money. I wasn't there yet in my thinking. It it didn't, my thinking was, I don't know how to make any more money. That's why I'm in this damn coaching program to learn how to make more money. But we're not making more money. We're spending more money. I just got in. I spent a fortune. Now I'm spending more. And I haven't made a dime yet, right? So I had to be really careful because my thinking was starting to go out the door. With that line of thinking, if I'd have kept going that way, I'd have made him wrong. I'd have made him a con man. And I would still be doing the same thing that I was doing, but I'd have a beautiful story about how this guy fucked me. 
And it's not that easy and nobody can do it. I started to get really close to that story. But I didn't. So I changed it. But I also realized that my solution for creating more money was not going to work very long. At some point, I had to stop, stop borrowing and I had to actually do something to earn. But it was that process that caused me to approach it from a pulling situation. That meant that when I started in the business, I already had learned enough that I could go out and start looking for scenarios that would allow me to be pulled up instead of climbing up. And like I said, yeah, there was hard work, there was discipline, there was all of that stuff. But I was looking for how do I go further faster? So you had to break the rules in your mind. How do I make one sale and make 10 sales at the same time? Or 100 sales at the same time? How do you solve this problem? I have no team. I don't know how to market, right? I have no list. How do I change the dynamic? Well, the problem is not the problem. Oh. But if I think the problem's the problem, I approach it from my level of consciousness. This is all about a shift in consciousness. If I shift my consciousness, what appears to be the problem will completely change. And you have to get the idea of, I can't do this out of your mind. Because that is at the level of the problem. When you start saying, I can't, I don't know how, all of that is survival-based thinking. What you're really saying is, I need to be safe. I can't risk. I don't want to lose anything. You can try anything. I mean, if you really think about it, you can try anything. Could you fail? Sure. But life's not a Disney movie. We, we all fail, right? Sure. Can people tell you no? Absolutely. What's the big deal? But when we won't try, we're afraid. So we have to get out of that survival thinking. What can you create for yourself this year with your big goal and your dream for the year? What can you create for yourself that allow you to get off this, the starting block, so to speak, that like Napoleon Hill talked about, and actually catapult yourself into beginning at a higher level where success can actually see you? You've got to think about that. You've got to put some serious thought into that. But the, but the truth is it's here. Whatever it is, it's already here. You can't think about something that you don't have the ability to do. I mean, it doesn't work that way. It's already here. But being pulled into success is so much better than pushing. So much better than pushing. When you see people that push for a living it's, it's, they're, it's horrible. Like they don't enjoy their life. They don't enjoy what they do. They generally don't like the people that they're around. You know, they're constantly bitching and complaining and moaning about everything that's going on. What's wrong. They, they've, every time something changes, they're an automatic victim because everything is at a survival need. So now I have to adapt to this problem and they're dealing with problems 
that are only symptoms of problems. And the main symptom is the problem is that they don't want to grow as a person. Whenever we want something bigger, we have to become bigger, bigger in heart, bigger in thinking, bigger in what we're doing. We have to start, we have to get way off the bottom and start at a different, a different position. And you'll be shocked at how fast you can go. The universe never limits you. We only limit ourselves. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.